0: Hello, welcome into another edition of Armchair GMs. I'm Tommy Tellerino, and alongside me, as always, is my co-host Jordan Navarro. Jordan, how are we doing on this fine Friday afternoon?
1: It's fantastic. No no introspective, deep meaning of life talk today. Today is a good day. Positive vibes only. The season is very close. Um, And we're going to knock out these last three divisions on this episode, Tommy. I'm feeling fantastic. I came in with the energy today.
0: That's right. We got three more teams, or not teams, divisions. We're gonna hit the NFC North, the AFC South, NFC South. Football is almost here. We got the last week of preseason college football starting up Saturday. Jordan, I know you're excited to watch Notre Dame travel. Oh, they're already in Dublin, taking on the Navy. Watching that triple option. You know, you lo- you love the triple option.
1: Don't oh, lie. It's one of my one of my favorite things yeah. in college football. You know yeah. the. The, uh, the Armed Force Academies, they, they always make it fun games, you know, even if they lose by 40, you know, they're always going to pull something out that's, you know, it's like, ah, maybe a team should steal that.
0: Yeah. And, hey, they just might. Maybe Notre Dame will, but you never know. We will start with the NFC North today in Jordan. I think we should start with probably the team that was talked about the most. He may not be the best in the division. They definitely were talked about the most, in my opinion. I want to start with the Chicago Bears. What do you think?
1: I'm, A. I'm all game. Let's all start game? with them.
0: Let, let's go. All right. So Chicago Bears, they made some splashes in free agency. They had the cap space. They, they go out, trade for DJ Moore. They also kind of bolster up the defense with Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards. Made some splashes in the draft, too. Jordan, I'll let you take it away after that. What else? How would you describe this off-season for Chicago?
1: Well, they came in um, prior to the season. Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles came in with a roster that was just completely devoid of talent. And with a a young man named Justin Fields who did not look good the season prior with Matt Nagy. And they just had nothing to work with. So, we saw what they did. They didn't throw the ball a whole lot. And Justin Fields ran a ton and he showed some flashes and he showed some talent and they were aggressive early on trying to get him some weapons traded the 32nd overall pick for Chase Claypool um hasn't really worked out yet but they do have him going into the season they got Darnell and Mooney back healthy and then Tommy you know as we know they got the 1-on-1 after uh Lovey Smith put it on for Houston shout out Lovey Smith right. my goat he did one more solid for the bears and got them the 101. And a lot of, there were a lot of questions on whether they were gonna take Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or and then trade Justin Fields, or if they trade the pick. Ultimately they decided to trade the pick to Carolina. And they got DJ Moore plus more draft capital on top of that. So they get him a one, a wide receiver one to work with. Like you said, they invested in linebacker, got Tremaine Edmonds, TJ Edwards, who I think is a really, really solid player. Um, I think he'll help that linebacker core a lot. Bring some championship experience from the Eagles. Darnell White or Wright, really good tackle out of Tennessee. Uh, Gravon Dexter, Zach Pickens. They they got they, they mitigated risk. Um, got some contingency plans in, in areas where they might be a little thin at, and they've set Justin Fields up to uh, to grow. But this offseason was about growth, about putting injecting this talent or injecting this roster with more talent, which I think they've done. But the next step is on Justin Fields. This is his make or break year. We have to see substantial progress in his passing game. We all know what he what the brother is as a runner, as a dynamic threat, just as an offensive weapon. He he's him. Okay? He can run for a thousand yards. He's got a great arm. I need to see you use that great arm to make all the throws. With DJ Moore, with Claypool, with Darnell Mooney, with Cole Komet, who just got a nice extension, Khalil Herbert, Roshan Johnson. They're deep. It's not a fantastic offense in terms of elite level weapons, but they have really, really solid weapons all over the field now. So it's take the next yeah. step, Justin.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think that was the plan going into the offseason is how can we help fields you know make that next step I think they they saw a lot of good things in him last year didn't let him throw a lot but I mean I think you got to let him open it up a little bit more I think they were a little bit too run heavy with him. just because I feel like if you keep on being run heavy with him, you're kind of going to run into that situation like Baltimore did with Lamar where he's probably going to miss a couple well, um... games because he's taken so many hits
1: I'll tell you what the biggest thing I want to see and I exactly I, I agree with you wholeheartedly they need to open up the offense and I think they will they're still gonna be a run-heavy team I'm not expecting them to go out there and become a top you know 10 pass attempt offense even top 15 I think they'll be somewhere middle of the road um I want to see you know play action I love Khalil Herbert and and Roshon Johnson and Devon Dante Foreman I think that backfield's gonna be sneaky good I think they're gonna be really really good backfield and this run offense will be good The steps I need to see Justin Fields make is progressing through his reads and not taking so many sacks. I know that offensive line was bad, but a lot of those sacks Justin Fields ran into. He has to be smart, get the ball out quick, progress through reads, start showing just more game manager traits, to be honest. I know what you can do with your arm on play action. I know you can run past everybody. Can you win us a game with your arm, moving us up and down the field that way? Or am I going to have to have you run 15 times every game to get this offense going?
0: Yeah, and, you know, you also brought up improvement. I think that's what they they did, exactly what they needed to, to improve in this offseason. Their offseason was kind of set up like a dynasty mode in NCAA football. You know, that first year, you had the new personnel come in. you you get the recruits, you get your own people, and you just look for improvement onto the next year. I think they're set up perfectly for that. It's not like uh, how we had it at Texas Tech with the Red Raiders. But it's <laughs> a great sign, I'll tell you that. I overall, I thought this was a really good draft. I know there were talks of, you talked about the offensive line, Orlando Robinson, it was kind of a luck, it felt like, for him to go to Chicago, he was going to get that huge deal and he doesn't, but I still think the offensive line is it's better than it was last year.
1: Well, I think Darnold right. Um really good pass protector. I'm not sold on him as a run blocker, and like you said, Orlando Brown. Um, I thought it was a lock, but they didn't end up going that route, which is fine. This, this season, I think we both agree, is just about improvement from Justin Fields, seeing what he has, because you don't want to invest all in if he's not going to be the guy. And again, I think I spoke on this a little bit last week or the week before. It's hard to convince casual NFL fans, if this guy rushes for another 1,000-yard season, that he's not the guy. But honestly, if he isn't moving the ball with his arm and progressing through reads and managing the game, not having turnovers, not running into sacks, getting the ball out quick, if he's not doing all that, then you have to start having those conversations. I don't think you give up on him after this year. I just think you need to see that what you're base because yeah. yeah that base has to go up his ceiling yeah. or his floor has to become he keeps us in the game
0: yeah as long as he gets to that game manager status i feel like that's where they're aiming for you know what i mean where it's like okay he can go out there manage a game for us he's on that rookie contract still so yeah, and then overall, then you can
1: see the the elite season ceiling coming in. I don't think yeah. I think you know both of us agree that his ceiling is like he could be one of the best quarterbacks yeah. in the NFL. But I just gotta I need him to be able to win a game with not having to run for 150 yards.
0: I'm glad he brought up his ceiling because there are people out there who he I I forget who the exact former NFL player was. I know he's on Fox now, and he said that Justin Fields, it's. Comparing him to Jalen Hurts is, like, unfair, I think he said, because he says he does oh, James everything. James Jones. Yes, that's who it was. I wasn't going to name drop him just because we were going to keep it uh, no. a little bit polite and casual, but I'm just no. name dropping him. No, yeah, no I, James I'll be honest, Jones. I, don't, I didn't agree with that uh, take, just because, you know, that's Jalen Hurts had a really good season. He's improved.
1: Well, I every think year, it's, you but... gotta you gotta stop the college production talk because yeah. yes, Justin Fields is a much better quarterback in college than Jalen Hurts, but once you get to college, that doesn't matter. I mean, if we're going off of college production, Tim Tebow should have been the greatest quarterback of all time. The Swamp King. Um that didn't didn't happen, obviously. Jalen Hurts is a better pro. He works harder, he has a better work ethic, and he got drafted to a better organization at the time. Justin Fields can take that type of leap. Obviously. He has as equal talent to Jalen Hurts. It's about can he get there?
0: Yeah. And you know what? They set it up for him where it's a big good possibility he can. Uh based on all the moves that they make, you know, the trades in the draft, the signings. I gave him a B plus on the year for the offseason. I think they did a right really there good job. With
1: you. B plus as well. I think it would have been an a minus for me had they just done a little bit more with the offensive line, um I like Bernardino white right pick, but uh I think there was better upgrades out there,
0: yeah, and you know maybe they felt like it's a scheme fit for them, maybe they really like something, but overall, really good off season, and you know, I think it gives them contention where maybe they don't maybe they don't win the division this year but who knows maybe they go out and get that last wild card spot maybe they improve and not be last in division so you never know the next i think team... a big
1: a big thing is the defense is still not that good yeah. so they
0: they they built pieces on the defense though which i think is what they really just wanted to do they brought in the guy kind of like the veteran leaders for yeah when the time comes uh next team though uh detroit lions detroit lions finished off the year hot they went on the huge win streak uh, they just missed the playoffs, though. But I think they might be the new favorites for the NFC North now.
1: Ed, it's crazy the turnaround this, this organization has had. Um, Dan
0: Campbell, baby.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean big fan. Well, yeah. I you know, I, I'm i back on the bandwagon back for on Dan the bandwagon, Campbell. But, you're taking the but kneecaps I ad- again? I, I will admit I was off the bandwagon for a little bit, you know. You can't lose games all the time, and you want to. Root for you, but Tommy, you know, I'm one of those guys that I like seeing other big men. As a big man myself, I like seeing other big men. Pancake, other big men.
0: Oh yeah, I, it's, I like seeing the pleasurable. Yeah, the,
1: the the trench warfare. I like to see those those hog mollies, as David Gettleman would call them, really get in there and do their job, earn their keep, and that is the lifeline yeah. of
0: that's what the Detroit Lions Detroit. Yeah
1: That offensive line is fantastic and they haven't lost a step. They didn't really lose anybody. Um they reshaped the running back room. DeAndre Swift is gone. They drafted Jameer Gibbs at 12 overall. It was obviously the shock of the draft. Yeah. Um no one saw that coming. They obviously think very highly of him. They replaced Jamal Williams with David Montgomery. That's a one for one. They like the same player. And Tommy, we talked about it. They needed bodies. Like, it they, didn't. It, like they didn't have to be talented. They just needed people out there in the secondary. No it traffic seemed like they goals. were playing That's Yeah, they seemed like yeah. they were playing with traffic Comes last year. So they went out and got a big impact player, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. They got the steal of the draft and Brian Branch. He's been lighting it up all camp. He did rave reviews out of short camp on him. Emmanuel Mosley, Cameron Sutton. I, I'm giving him an A. I don't really want to go too in depth because I, it's just they hit everything I thought they should have hit. Now the Jameer Gibbs pick was out of nowhere. Like I think that it's it's hard. it's it's a hard pick to endorse because the opportunity cost of getting one of those top corners or another defensive lineman or some something, something like that would have been better, I I feel. But the thing I think I can only knock him for is a wide receiver. Uh Jamison Williams I'm not sold on and I think they should have brought in a couple more wide receivers uh better guys than just bringing back Josh Reynolds or Marvin Jones. Um, but I like Sam Laporte, a nice little weapon there. Obviously, Gibbs will be a weapon in the past game. It's just another argument of should you draft a running back that high. So I give him, I'm giving him an A. Uh, yeah, that's really all I got to say. I think it was a really solid off season for this team.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I think it's very solid. Um. Do you think there's better bets out there for a wide receiver one instead of Jamison Williams or?
1: Well, you know they have Sun God; he's their guy.
0: Yeah. Or wide receiver two, because he's gone. What nine or six games now?
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. Bet, betting. If I was a betting man, which I'm not, you know, um, <laughs> I'm 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 not a betting man. Yeah, we Williams, know we know someone he, on
0: this team who is a betting man.
1: He he is a betting man, and I yeah. don't know if it's a good bet to bet on him. Uh, I think That's he's one of the. Yeah, you know I do like the talent, but it's negative vibes right yeah. now. For him. His whole career has been negative vibes. I'm not saying he can't bounce back. Obviously, talented man, talented young man, but kind of at rock bottom already. And hasn't he's, yeah. he's played a handful of snaps.
0: You know, it's kind of like he's always looking down the wrong side of a 25 leg parlay. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's just not working out for him right now. But I mean, hopefully, one. Play from financial freedom is what They always say yeah
1: always And
0: he's always gonna Be there (laughs) but Um you know you brought up you Know they brought they have bodies Now on the defensive secondary Uh you brought I think cj Gardner johnson that was a huge pickup For the secondary they also bring In on the defense cameron sutton emmanuel Mosley um Jamal williams for david Montgomery i was kind of shocked When this first happened so I was like, man, I thought Jamal Williams kind of fit the culture pretty well. You know, he liked being in the Detroit. I like the yeah. David Montgomery move. The uh, the Jameer Gibbs drafting that high, I was shocked. I I don't know if it's because Bijan went so high, so they thought Gibbs wouldn't be there at one of
1: their later picks. Well, I mean, they even they even moved down. Yeah, um, and they said they were comfortable with drafting him where they were at first. I um, it's just a hard pick to endorse that high.
0: Yeah, especially um. when. I know Swift didn't pan out last year. Swift, I feel like is couldn't be as good as Gibbs, or maybe it's the rookie contract situations. Maybe they feel like they can get more years out position Gibbs now.
1: Swift didn't stay healthy. He Also, butted head with some of the yeah. coaches, just you know, over how they managed him. So I just think it was we want our guy because you know Swift wasn't drafted by Dan Campbell yeah. and Co. So maybe that maybe that's what it was. I don't know,
0: but um. You brought up some of the other draft picks that they did with Brian Branch, Sam Laporta, and they also picked up, I feel like this can be a huge one down the road, Hendon Hooker. I think Hendon Hooker is a solid pickup. You know, Jared Goff, I believe he's coming up on a contract year, So it's kind of, do you want to pay him the money? Which I, he's not going to get the last contract that he did, I feel like. The no. last contract, yeah. I mean, that was huge. Oh, well,
1: I don't know. The quarterback market's back up. So it is.
0: But do you... I think that's a good uh, draft well, pick.
1: I'll, I'll tell you, Tommy, if they win this division by more than a game, and they win a playoff game, he might get a statue. So we might need yeah, to hold off true. on this.
0: I Did Matt Stafford ever win a game in Detroit? That's something I that... Don't, I, I don't know. I was going to say, because if he didn't, then Stafford can say, oh, I got the Super Bowl ring, but Jared Goff can say, I got a playoff win in Detroit. Well, which one would you rather have?
1: Troy fans have been through a lot.
0: That's exactly. But uh I I like the the draft pick of Hooker just because it gives them an option down the road and say if they don't want to bring him back, because I think he was a very good quarterback in college. I know he's coming off the injury, so you have to wait and see. But it gives them an option. Yeah. Overall, on the whole draft or the whole offseason, I was gonna go probably a B. I think it's very solid. I just, for me, with the Gibbs situation, I think drafting him that high kind of put it down a little bit. You, That's you, fair. Yeah, I just like I I feel like because we know what happens when running backs get drafted high, so you just you have to be aware of the situations. I think.
1: Yeah, you know, it's 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 he's gonna be productive, but it's one you know you're gonna get. Three years out of him, then the fourth year he's going to want a contract. And yeah. then, you know, we, I agree. And you know, I probably should have taken that into effect. But I, something I did account for in my grade that I didn't mention is they kept Ben Johnson at OC. I think that's massive. He's one of the hottest names on the market last year. I don't know if they'll keep him again after this season if this offense continues the way they did last year. But to keep the coaching staff together and then do what they did on top of it, especially fixing that secondary as much as they did, uh, that's why I gave him the grade I gave him
0: you know they like we started off with they are a favorite for the NFC North and i think it's due though because of the moves that they made and i think detroit fans i think have an exciting season ahead of them
1: and yeah but you know they're also the favorites not to cut you off they're also the favorites because of what another team did if you want to you want to talk about yeah. them um the green bay packers are a big reason why the lions are favored um Aaron Rodgers is no longer in this division, and this this was a weird offseason for me to grade because I think that the Packers did well in their draft. They went and got Jaden Reed, who was one of my favorite picks of the draft. They went and got Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft, who I think are both really solid rookie tight ends. Uh, Lucas Van Ness, who I I loved for the defensive line. So they attacked positions repeatedly in the draft, and I think it did really good for them. But it came at... Like, you're adding these pieces to not an Aaron Rodgers team. Yeah. You're adding them to a Jordan Love team. And I don't... No one knows if he's any good. And everyone argues... Well, he sat for three years whatever. If Jordan Love was that good in practice. He wouldn't be sitting for they, three years. And they thought, wow, we have something with this kid. Aaron Rodgers would have been a Jet two years ago. Yeah. You wouldn't go through all that drama every year. And I know he's a, a legend. But we could, everyone could see three years ago when they drafted Jordan Love, okay, Aaron Rodgers is out of here. You know, when you traded Devontae Adams, you would have traded Aaron Rodgers as well if Jordan Love was doing that well. Now, I'm not not a Jordan Love hater. I just think it's more likely than not he's going to come in and be a below-average quarterback. I think hot take, because a lot of people think this defense is still really good. Offensive line is still relatively intact. Matt LaFleur is a good coach. They'll just game-manage their way to 9 Wins and maybe win the division if Detroit underperforms. I think this team is closer to Caleb Williams than it is to making the playoffs.
0: That's you know what? That's that's pretty fair. I um I I feel like they didn't do a lot for Jordan Love on the offensive end because I know he's he's been in the league for three years but he hasn't played. I look at that wide receiver room and I feel like he's just not getting a lot of help there. I get that. Yeah, you have I mean Aaron they're Jones very young. And
1: they're, yeah, and they're talented, right? Christian Watson's a talented kid. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed. I like Jaden Reed a lot. I think he's their second best wide receiver. He might be the first. I'm not sold on Christian Watson as
0: we know a strong wide receiver.
1: Said, said about him. Like you got to be able to catch the ball, and also a lot of his big plays were because Aaron Rodgers is very precise. Jordan Love's not going to get him those type of looks downfield. Can he win at the line of scrimmage? Can he get good releases, run a variety of routes, run a full package of routes? And also, I know he's really good after the catch, but can you do that consistently, right? Yeah. If he can do all that, he can be a star wide receiver. I think Jaden Reed is already there ahead of him in route running, ahead of him, maybe at the, you know, attacking the catch point. He's just not the athlete that Christian Watson is, and that's fine. Luke Musgrave, great, talented, young uh, tight end who's athletic as hell, but they're all young. That's that's the common There's, denominator. Yeah. Young Jordan Love is a pretty much a rookie quarterback. He has no safety blanket, so I absolutely agree with you. He's not getting any help there.
0: And that's the thing, you know, with the young quarterbacks and rookie quarterbacks. I feel like if you want to set them up for success, they need a security blanket. You see it time and time again in the league, and you see the the security blanket guys. They thrive. They they just make the connection with the quarterback, and they're the guys that you know, I need five yards. I, I know I can go to him, get the five yards. I need that first down green Bay doesn't have that. And then I also, I look over at the defensive side of the ball. This is the first year in forever that the green Bay team's not playing with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. And I think that's going to hurt the defense a little bit because the defense always knew, okay, we have Aaron Rodgers coming on the field. Now, if we give up a touchdown, there's a good chance that we're probably going to get one back.
1: You know what I mean? Or if, you know, if we're late in the game, it's yeah. not on us to win the game. Yeah, as long as we can get it within three Aaron Rodgers can send this to OT or we can win it.
0: Yeah. And this defense now, they they're, they're going to have to win some games in my yeah, opinion. There's,
1: gonna, there's a lot more pressure on the defense to carry this team. And I think that this defense is aging. Um, And I think it's probably the best days are behind them.
0: And I was going to say, yeah, they're, they're on the older side, but I don't think there's that star guy now anymore in the pass rush game for him. I, the secondary, they have Jahir Alexander. There's been games where he's been burnt toast. I mean, Justin Jefferson week one made him look silly, and then but he gets it back later in the year. But I just don't see that guy on the defensive end where it's like, okay, we need a stop here. That's you, know, the guy you hope Rashawn get the stop. yeah,
1: you hope Rashawn gary's going to be that, but yeah. he can't stay healthy, so
0: um, it's just I feel like they didn't do enough for Jordan Love in my opinion this offseason.
1: and that's i was it was I was really teetering between a b minus and a c plus because I do think I like the weapons they added, and i do i like the additions to the defensive line that they made um but it's just they didn't add any veteran presence yeah. to this offense.
0: I I ended up giving him a C just for that just because I feel like there's stuff they could have done and they just decided to go in a different route, which maybe it's going to work out for them in the long run. But a team like this, you need that veteran leadership, especially with a quarterback who uh, has, what, one start in three years?
1: It almost felt like they were scared to really commit to Jordan Love just getting him one weapon. Like, you know, you go out and get an OBJ. Maybe he doesn't want to go there, but at least yeah. offer him or you go out and get a DeAndre Hopkins just to offer him to get you know something and it helps your young wide receivers as well. Christian Watson can continue to develop under you know a DeAndre Hopkins teaching him or you know so i g I might give him a c plus um just it feels like this is a youthful mistake yeah. um for the offense. I just feel like they're gonna be very up and down. And I don't think there's going to be any real consistency week to week. And I think that's going to lead them to a worse record than a lot of people expect.
0: And you know what? The inconsistency you might see from them, that's, I mean, when you go from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, you're going to see that either way. But they didn't help with that to try to fight it. But it is what it is. We'll move on to the last team, the Minnesota Vikings. And man, you talked about traffic cones earlier on the defensive side for Detroit. If Detroit had traffic cones, I don't know how to describe Minnesota last year. (laughs) I mean, I don't know what's worse than a traffic cone. Maybe like one of the soccer cones where like you can hold the ball up. I mean, the defense was awful, but in the off season, they bring in defensive coordinator Brian Flores and he made some additions. They bring in Brian Murphy, Marcus Davenport, Dean Lowry, but they also had some departures as well that were pretty big. Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, uh, Eric Kendrick are also gone. What did you think of this offseason for the Minnesota Vikings?
1: Uh, not to gloss over the fact that Zadarius Smith also uh, got traded, and he had 78 pressures last season. That's going. Um, Marcus Davenport's never gotten close to 78, probably. Yeah. He is a solid player, though. Uh, I thought this was another... Transition year for them. I think it's more just leaning into the offense and Kevin O'Connell and his system, and I think it worked last year. But let's be real, you know, if this team regresses to the mean, which they all teams usually do. They're a fringe playoff team. um You know, they won a lot of one-score games last year, and they won all of them. That's just that's not realistic for this next season. Now they'll still win a couple of them, you know, but not all of them and i think that's why i have detroit winning the division over them even though i do think minnesota is the second best team, like best bet to win the division because you have a veteran quarterback, the best weapon in the nfl in Justin Jefferson. Jordan Addison is a fantastic rookie. TJ Hawkinson, i think Matson, uh Dwayne McBride and Ty Chandler can hold down that running back room and give you similar production than that Dalvin Cook did. Still a good offensive line. Defensively, even though they had those departures, I don't think they got any worse. Their defense was already bad last year. Exactly. So I think they'll probably see positive regression there just from better coaching from Brian Flores. I think their defense will probably be better than it was last year. So I think it'll be a very similar team to what it was last year. A little bit better on both sides, you know, second year in Kevin O'Connell's system, better coaching on the defense. I just think regression-wise, winning those one-score games will not happen as often. And I think that's why you'll see their record probably will be worse than it was last year. But for the off season, I gave them a B. Uh good Tyra, Brian Flores. I like the pieces they added to the defense. I love the Jordan Addison pick. So I, you know, I don't think they did bad. I don't think they got any worse.
0: Yeah, and I think like you said, they didn't get any worse, which I think was the main goal for this team, just because they kind of already had some of the pieces there. One move they also did, they brought in Jordan Addison, too, to pair up with Justin Jefferson. They move on from Thielen. I like I like the pickup for him. I think it was a solid option based on – it was a run of receivers in the draft. I forget who went first. I forget the order and stuff. But I feel like Jordan Addison, I think it's a good fit for him. He's going to be wide receiver, too. He's going to have some good matchups, especially with Justin Jefferson on the other side. Um. Overall in the offseason – I, gave him, I was going to give him a C because I thought, you know what, they lost the people, but they kind of just brought the same people in. I felt like I ended up giving him a B just because I like the change in personnel with Brian Flores. I think Brian Flores is an amazing defensive coordinator. We've seen it before on every team that he's on. The defenses are solid. So I think yep. with that, I put him over into a B rather than a C because without the personnel – like you said, it's just going to be the same story over and over again. And that, yeah, that's it for the NFC North. Jordan, I'll let you pick AFC South, NFC South.
1: Well, let's get the NFC out of the way. You know, NFC let's start out of the with, way. Let's start with where all the uh, fantasy football eyes are. Um, the new Atlanta Falcons. Um, Tommy, just to tell you a little bit about this team. Uh, Marcus Mariota started for them last year. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, I I don't know if you watched watched the quarterback series on on Netflix. I saw the trail. Um, Yeah, I didn't watch it either. Uh, Marcus Mariota started for this team. Uh, Desmond Ritter was, you know, the backup to Marcus Mariota, and now they're trying to convince me that he's the starter. Uh, He was a backup to Marcus Mariota. And Marcus Mariota played awful last year, but now you're trying to convince me that he's the starter. Okay. Whatever. Whatever, Atlanta. Whatever. No, I, I'll bite. Okay. I'll play your game, Arthur Smith. I'll play your silly little game. I'm done okay? with this game. You take, you take your little silly 6'6, 240 tight end athletic, athletic freak and you don't and involve don't him in the him offense. The ball. I'll, I'll play your silly little game, Arthur. You take Drake London out of USC and he's fantastic and we don't have a quarterback to get him the ball. Okay, Arthur. Okay, what do you what do you got for me this offseason, huh? You're gonna you gonna finally get the quarterback? No. You know what they did? They drafted Bijan Robinson, eighth overall. The best running back prospects in Saquon Barkley. So now, Tommy, let me set the scene for you. Oh god. You're in you're in the defensive defensive room for the team that's about to face Atlanta, okay? Now the game plan is, Tommy, we're looking at their offensive unit. We've got elite running back. Really good run-blocking offensive line. One of the best in the NFL. They're getting better at pass protection as well. The most athletic tight end maybe of all time. Drake London, who is a he is a prototypical ex-wide receiver, looks like he could be a star. Matt Collin, who was a sneaky wide receiver to pick up, was productive last year. Okay. Okay. That's where we're at. Backups to Bijan Tyler Algier. Had a 1,000 yards last year. Cordero Patterson, weapon. They've used him all over the place. A lot of weapons on the field, Tommy. A lot of them. Arthur Smith, great OC. We've seen him run the offenses up. You know what their big weakness is? It's the most important position on the field. It's quarterback. Desmond Ritter. Um, In college, at Cincinnati, he was pretty good. He was in a pro-style offense, and he could run a little bit the NFL. He's not the athlete that he was in college because everyone's faster and bigger and, and smarter. It's not Cincinnati. Yeah. So, all these weapons for a guy that might not be good. So that's what they did on the offensive side of the ball. Bijan Robinson. Defensively, it was a typical Atlanta season, post Kyle Shanahan, Matt Ryan, Dan Quinn. It was horrible. So they brought in David Onemata, who I like. They traded for Jeffrey Okuda, who I think is a decent corner. He was, you know, high draft pedigree, And they brought in standout safety Jesse Bates, who was really good. Um, slot corner Clark Phillips was drafted in the fourth round. I like that pick a lot. So a run-heavy offense with, an, a, with a budding defense. It should be much better this year, I think. Makes sense. So off of the, the game plan that we're going for here... I gave him a B plus. Loved their moves. The most run heavy offense added the best running back prospect to Saquon. Check. Defense got some better talent. Check. Makes perfect sense. I just don't think it's gonna work because the game manager is not Ryan Tannehill, it's Desmond Ritter.
0: You summed up the offseason perfectly for him. I I don't want to talk about this dumpster fire. More than I have to. I'm gonna be honest. I I think it was a good off season. They accomplished what they wanted. I was shocked when Bijan got drafted that high. He's an amazing prospect, like you said. But with the way the running back market was, it's was kind of a shocker. One goes that early. I like. I'm just why they didn't improve anything, and they're keeping Desmond Ritter for that reason alone. I gave him a D. I really did. I I get where they're going, like you said. But it's not. I have to disagree executed. here because
1: I just feel I think like... this is I, I, I think it's disrespectful because they they hit the defense hard. Tommy take they the did. offense out of the way. They added a ton of players on the defensive side of the ball that will help them. Their defense shouldn't be nearly as bad as it was last year. Now is it going to be top ten? Absolutely not. <laughs> but they're not going to be bottom of the barrel anymore. And you add that into what an Arthur Smith offense is, which is probably going to lead the league in rush attempts or be top five at least. That game plan works. That's winning football. Did it to Tennessee with Mike Vrabel. That's winning football. Yeah. So I think off of it, that executing that, I think D is a little too low. I think you should have went higher. <laughs> but I completely understand when you think, when you see I take Desmond Ritter out of the equation. You see, I don't I, want I, to take played, him out
0: of the equation though.
1: I played Arthur Smith's silly little game. I rode the the merry go round and the, the the carousel, and I let him you know sell me on all the the weapons and the idea. And I just took him out of the game. I just completely forgot the quarterback position existed, because that's what Arthur Smith did. So with that, I gave him a B.
0: But I'm not forgetting about the quarterback position. I just can't do it. (laughs) I can't do it. Because when you have the quarterback position, which every team does, but this team has Kyle Pitts, who's generational tight end talent, and Drake London, who is an amazing wide receiver prospect. And now I'm. I think I'm a little bit fed up because I love Kyle Pitts coming out of college, and Arthur Smith is setting him up for failure. He's making him look like a bum. He really is, and I just don't like it. And you had to improve from Desmond Ritter. You could have. You could have. You could have out and got Derek Carr. I feel like, or not even someone who got the money. He did, but someone better than Desmond Ritter to throw the ball. To guys you've drafted in the first round in previous years, because now I feel like, why did you draft a wide receiver and tight end if you're not going to use them to their ability? That's me. I don't know. I and don't know.
1: I and I completely agree. You know, maybe Desmond Ritter surprises us and he's not the worst quarterback in the NFL. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, that's gonna be if
0: a huge. If that surprise. happens,
1: if that happens, they can win the division. He doesn't have to do a whole lot. Like we we just laid it out.
0: Yeah. Great run no, blocking
1: O line. Generational tight end talent, really good, aspiring, ascending wide receiver one in Drake London. We just drafted the best running back prospect. Let me tell it, let me say it again. Best running back prospect, best running back prospect, best running back prospect since Saquon. Generational running back. Again, behind a great run blocking O line. Desmond, if you hear this somehow, all I'm asking, my brother, be a game manager. Don't do too much. Don't do too much. On the on the play actions, let's try to get the ball to Kyle Pitts and not just Drake London. Let's try to get the 6'6 freak. Let's try to get him involved a little bit, okay? I know, you know, it's hard sometimes, you know, going through reads and not just hitting your first route. I understand that, okay? But he has a great catch radius. Just kind of put it in his general direction and he might he catch, catch it, it. right? He's, no, he will. He will catch he, it. He's just he's kind of that good. But other than that, just hand the ball off about 30 times a game, 20 of them, 25 of them to Bijan, the other 5 or 10 to Tyler Algier. Hit the checkdowns to, you know, Bijan or Cordero, whoever's out there. Do the easy stuff. Just don't turn the ball over. Hit the play-action shots it's when you got turn them. turn the ball over. And, you know, just be average. Listen, man, they didn't draft you to be the next Patrick Mahomes. You don't need to do that. Just don't be bad.
0: I, I just want justice for Kyle Pitts. I just envision him with different teams at this point because I'm like, man, imagine a guy like Kyle Pitts in I don't I don't even know, Minnesota instead of Hawkinson. They don't even have to trade for Hawkinson or Kyle Pitts in Detroit or even Kyle Pitts in New Orleans with Derek Carr. We see what he can do with other tight ends. I just yep. I just want. Justice for Kyle Pitts. That's all, and we're not going to get it because Desmond Ritter's playing. I I'm going to leave it at that.
1: Let's but, move on. Tommy, think about it. Okay. What if they're horrible and they get Caleb Williams or Drake May?
0: They see. I think they could be horrible, but I don't know if they pick quarterback. I don't know if they do that. <laughs> they I I just don't know. I just don't know anymore. I'm not playing the little silly games like you are, Jordan. <laughs> I just
1: can't do it. All right, okay, I mean, All right. well, I, moving on. Let's we, go. We disagree, Panthers. obviously, because yeah. listen, yeah, Arthur Smith is a point of you know, it's a, it's a sensitive point for you. I understand you don't want to play your silly little games. I don't like silly you know. little games, Jordan. Okay, I'm sorry. We'll we'll move on to Carolina. Let's Carolina go. was on the 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 I other end minute. of that go, big yeah. trade we 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 discussed with the Bears. Uh, they moved up to one oh one. Uh from the ninth spot, I believe they're in the ninth spot. They moved up from the one-on-one. And Carolina brought in Frank Reich. And I feel like every veteran coach, position coach that was a former coordinator, a head coach that didn't have a job, they just brought them all to Carolina. It's maybe the best brain trust for a rookie quarterback to go into, to be honest. Um, And they selected their face of the franchise, future of the franchise, Bryce Young. If he was 6'2 instead of 5'10, there was there would have never been a question in the draft. He would have been the easy 101. He still was the 101, but it would have never been questioned, right? But they replaced DJ Moore with some vets, Adam Thielen, DJ Chark. Just, you know, giving him something, nothing crazy. Um, Drafted Jonathan Mingo, got Andy Dalton in there to, to mentor him. I think it's just a transition year, right? I don't think they went out and did anything amazing over the top, especially after you give up that much capital to move up to the 101. This is just we got Bryce Young, really good brain trust around him in the coaching staff. And we got some vets. I like their offensive line, I think it's okay. I like their running game, it's a good run blocking offensive line. They even after they traded McCaffrey, they had a really good run attack with Foreman and uh Chuba Hubbard. So they signed Miles Sanders, another vet. And they still have Chuba Hubbard, so I think the run at, run game should still be pretty good. Defensively, they're kinda of up and down, but they should be probably around middle of the road with Brian Burns and some of the talented pieces they got over there. So I I, I like what they did. I'm gonna give them a B minus. I think it's just a transitional year. Get the face of your franchise, get them in there to learn for a season. I think they'll be much more aggressive in getting top end talent this next offseason.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I've had a minute to decompress after what we just talked about. Uh, but, yeah, you summed up everything perfectly. I think they did a really good job of they wanted to move on from what there was before. DJ Moore out. They gave up, I, I don't know what the exact haul was to get that 101. But they got their guy Bryce Young. I think that's who they wanted all along. And yep. Like you said, the veterans they bring in around them, they built a great personnel for them. I love um, all the coaching staff hires that they did. And I think they're setting up this team, especially in this division, where they could easily win it with a rookie quarterback. Because I think the offense has the potential to be really good. The defense, I think it's taken a hit, but I feel like the Carolina defense can still be solid, which I think is all that they need in the division. So overall, yeah, I this, gave the beat. This,
1: yeah, this division is wide open, and you know it's gonna. It's weird for every team because moving on to the next team, the Saints. These teams are all in different spots. You know, Atlanta with what they got going on with the just amount of office talent. Carolina with a very mature approach to team building and a very mature rookie quarterback, they could win it. New Orleans, um. I think I think we were going over the off season when free agents just started, and I believe I said this needs to be a stinky year for New Orleans, and they didn't listen to me. They never do. Um, they did not rebuild. They are still holding ridiculously on. over the yeah. cap, and they are still holding on to that aging defense. But they're able to get Derek Carr, veteran quarterback. Um, to come in with Dennis Allen and hopefully write that offense. They got two really good picks at defensive line to start off their draft. I felt like Brian Brisey and Isaiah Foskey. I think they're, they're young, talented guys are going to add to the defensive line. I think they both have the talent to be impact starters in the league. And I like A.T. Perry late. I think he's. I think he may end up being maybe their wide receiver too. Oh, you know, if Michael Thomas He doesn't <laughs> stay healthy, he never does. But Chris Olave, Jawan Johnson, Foster Moreau, Alvin Kamara, Kendra Miller, who they drafted as well. He was really good at TCU. They added him to that running back room. They signed Jamal Williams. It's a vet offense with some intriguing young pieces around it. Still solid offensive line. Still solid defense. Probably be a top 10 unit again. If not, fringe top 10. It's just all on Dennis Allen's coaching staff. And if Derek Carr can lead this team. They, I thought, I think they signed Derek Carr because they thought defense bounces back, get him in here, Our offensive weapons are good enough, we can win the division. I mean, that's kind of what they've been doing, right? So that's the plan. I hope they execute it. I gave him a C plus. I don't think there's anything right home about. It would have been a lot more intriguing if they decided to rebuild, but I understand why they're not with the way the division is right now.
0: Yeah, and... You know, Derek Carr coming to New Orleans. Um, I think it's better than what the options were last year. Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston. Uh, nothing against it. I love Jameis Winston. Uh, he's an amazing character in the NFL. Yes. Andy Dalton at this point in his career, he's a backup. He's a backup. No, yes, that's, that's all he's gonna be. Derek Carr, I feel like there's there's stuff left in the tank for him. I still think he can have a really good year with the weapons that they have. Uh, but with him, they lost some pieces to that defense, Davenport, uh, Ellis, Tuttle. And the defensive line, you know, that was kind of their big thing in New Orleans. They always had that really good defensive line. Uh, Cameron Jordan's still there, who I think he'll always have a solid year. But it's just interesting. You know, we find out Kamara, he's a, he's got the three-game suspension. They bring in Jabal Williams as well. Like you said, they can still easily win the division. I I just gave them... I gave them a B just because I think, you know, they elevated the quarterback play where they can just get it to where they're probably the locks now
1: in where the NFC. Needs, it and it's a steady option. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a... It's... Well, you know, I feel like they had 2 I'm trying to think of a good analogy. Two... Like C plus options, right? Yeah. C minus, and they got a solid B option in there right now. I don't think he, you know, I don't think Derek Carr is amazing or anything, but I do think he's at least going to keep the offense on schedule, not make as many mistakes. And you know, they just needed a steadying force at the quarterback position. I think that's what he is,
0: and I, that's all he needs to be. I feel like, and you know, one thing I will say. It's, I think they're going to play for him. I think Derek Carr, he has amazing relationships with his teammates. I think you're going to see maybe an improvement from what he was last year. He definitely didn't want to go out like that in Vegas. You know, I they already gave up his number and stuff. And for a while, Derek Carr is probably the best quarterback in Raiders history, statistically. I mean, he did a lot. Yeah, I mean, he's,
1: he's up there.
0: And, you know, I think... Some of the receivers and threats that they have could have a big year. I think Jawan Johnson with Derek Carr, I think that they could have a huge year together. I mean, Olave, I think, is going to have a huge year. But Michael Thomas, like you said, I don't know if he's going to get on the field, so you just kind of have to wait and see. Uh, the last team, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, Brady retires. That a the big headline for him.
1: This is the post-Brady era. Jordan? With uh, with Todd Bowles, a head coach. Yeah. Tommy, we... Uh... We'll have an episode once the season ends. I've already thought about it. I'm just going to go ahead and let you know. It'll be called the Caleb Williams Bowl. And they and are full just, contenders. At, yeah. If at the end of the season, I want to look at all the teams that were horrible going into the season and didn't make any moves and how their tank went. Because Tampa Bay is in a very precarious situation because the division they play in is so mediocre. Rookie quarterback in Carolina aging core with a questionable head coach in new orleans arthur smith and his circus that he's got going on in atlanta at the quarterback position tampa bay with a vet coach like todd bowles who i don't think is very good at head coach but alas he's he's there and a surprisingly good draft calajay cansey um trey palmer uh jose ramirez i think is the pass rusher they got day three All of them are intriguing talents. Kyle J. Canty was one of my favorite players in the draft. I think he was arguably maybe top 15 guy, and they got him at 19. So, you know, they had a really good draft. They brought in Greg Gaines, Matt Filer, uh, Ryan Neal, all really solid, low-cost vet guys that are going to be productive. They went from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield, which is not good, but Baker actually showed a little bit of something at the Rams at the end of the season. And he's won games before. And the the worst you can say about Baker Mayfield is at his best, he won't lose you an NFL game. And honestly, with the division they're in, with I mean, he had OBJ in Cleveland, but the second best talent he's ever played with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Rashad White, I think Sean Tucker's a guy. I really like him coming out of college. Cade Auden, who I think is an interesting tight end prospect. An offensive line that should be better than it was last year. And a defense that's not that far removed from, you know, having a pretty high finish. And they still have some talented pieces. Now, they're not going to be good. Neither of these units are going to be top 10, right? Though the, 20 to like 15 is the range that they should finish in both sides of the ball. But that might be good enough to win six or seven games. And that's not good, because (laughs) six or seven games is not going to get you what you need, because what you need is a quarterback. Because Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask are closer to drawing unemployment than they are to winning a Super Bowl. Todd Bowles is closer to retirement than he is to a Super Bowl. Let me rephrase that. Todd Bowles is closer to Nick Saban's coaching rehab center.
0: Maybe than he used I don't to a even Super know if Bowl. Nick Saban will take him at this point.
1: So Caleb Williams tank. Well, I understand every team comes in wanting to win, right? I'm not saying that Tampa Bay thinks they're getting Caleb Williams, or if that's even on their mind. They obviously, what's on their mind is winning the division. They're all professionals. They're all getting paid. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, if everyone in that organization took a step back. Looked at it from my perspective. They saw the roster. What has happened to it over the years. What it looked like last year with the greatest quarterback of all time running it. Which wasn't good. No. And then an inputted Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. You could kind of see where I'm saying they might be Caleb Williams contenders. But they also might just win too many games because of their division. So... I don't think they had a good off season uh, for what I think they should have done. Now the additions they made, obviously, good for trying to win games. You know, though, you know, six six wins. So I, I give them I give them a B minus on the the actual improving the roster. I give them an F for the Caleb Williams tankathon.
0: So where's that? What's where on the scale of overall? Where's that in between?
1: I guess that I guess that ends up I guess that ends up at a C. Okay. Yeah.
0: You know? okay. I um, the, it was announced the other day Baker Mayfield is the starter. We didn't know if he was going to be the starter. That was that's the guy taking over after Tom Brady. Interesting move, to say the least. Um, they got rid of a bunch of veterans on this team this off season too. No more uh, Lombardi Lenny. Julio Jones is gone. I I think this is going that's the last team Julio's on. I think.
1: I hope so. He's ruining his career yeah. uh yards per game average and we need that to stay at number 1. So yeah. please Julio, hang him up.
0: Donovan Smith is gone. Mike Edwards is gone. Logan Ryan is gone. This is a young team led by Baker Mayfield who's been in the NFL for a while now and We haven't seen a lot of good things out of him. There has been flashes.
1: It's been a while since people thought Baker Mayfield was ascending. He has been descending since his third year in the league.
0: I was going to say, we've seen the hype of when a star receiver gets to be paired up with Baker. It doesn't end well. Now we have two really good receivers. I will say, after this offseason, I'm worried for Mike Evans. You want to know why? Because I wanted him to reach a thousand yards again, I don't know if he's going to do it with Baker or Kyle Trask.
1: I'm going to be honest. No, he almost didn't. He almost didn't do it with Brady. So you're yeah. exactly right to be worried.
0: So, and I think that's an amazing record. I mean, it just shows how undervalued Mike Evans is. I feel like we're underappreciated. Man's a dog, but he's got Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield throwing him the ball. But he has a
1: he but he has a collar and a leash, and yes. they both they they that they collar a and leash
0: Is Worse than Todd Bowles as head coach. I mean, it's it's just not a good offseason for Tampa. It's like I would say Josh Freeman might be a worse option, but I don't know to be honest anymore. It, well, and that's you
1: know that's the interesting thing because I think they had a good draft, Tommy. They did, and I think that they added good vet options that I think were you know kind of forgotten about when it came to free agency. But they they're productive guys, and they got them for pretty cheap. But then I look and it's, it's I have Todd Bowles at head coach and I have Baker Mayfield at <laughs> yeah. quarterback and so, why did we add? So the draft the is one thing, right? You needed those guys. Yeah. Right? you gotta, you can't just tank the draft. So that's fine. But why did we add these guys that might actually contribute at a free agency? And why did we even add a quarterback? Like just like Kyle Trask, go out there and be awful. Like we're good. Why Baker Baker Mayfield might be just too good to lose games. In this division,
0: especially because you know he he's going to fire a team up to get a, at least one or two wins. He'll pull off some miracle, saying. yeah.
1: Um, and, and it's just like why, why, why?
0: Yeah, I, I gave E for the off season. I'll be honest; I, it's just this team is becoming even more of a train wreck than we thought it could be.
1: So I think it's a lack of vision. I absolutely, I agree with that. I think it's a lack of commitment from ownership. To me, after what you saw last year when Bruce Arians was gone, it should have been automatic clean house. Everybody out. Todd Bowles, you're fired. I'm sorry. Everything just gone. Gone, gone, gone. Get a whole new team in there. Rebuild. And I think that was the idea, at least in my mind, when you got Brady. He's a mercenary for hire. He's going to come make us relevant for a couple years. He won us a Super Bowl or two, and then he's going to be gone. And then we'll be left to you know foot the bill, all that delayed money we had to give out, and we'll have to rebuild. But that's fine, because we weren't going anywhere before Brady, so this was just a nice little two- or three-year gap for our fan base. I thought that's what was going to happen, but now it looks like they want to try to maneuver their way out of this situation while keeping Todd Bowles and...
0: No. A, yeah, it's Ten. not worth it. Not worth it. Uh, I can't. I can't talk about this dumpster fire of a division anymore. I just can't do it. We got to move on to the AFC South.
1: Well, let's let's yeah, let's go to a happy team, a team that we both like. Let's go where a uh, Dougie P and the Prince who was promised Ronnie Bass Sunshine, where they're they're taking their their next step. Yes. Tommy, I don't know if you remember, but it was about week seven last year, maybe week eight, right around the trade deadline. I came to you, as I have many times before, in our dynasty league, and I said, you know, you got Lamar. Yes. Would you like Mark Andrews? I was in the midst of of an identity crisis. I had started the season off well. Then I realized my wide receivers were bad and my running backs were all getting hurt.
0: I tanked. I was tanking.
1: Yeah, Yeah. so so I needed to move pieces. Get picks. For my future. You had already gotten a, a good share Paul. of picks. Yeah. And uh, you had an interesting player on your bench. Someone everyone had forgotten about. Calvin Ridley was sitting there, and I traded you Mark Andrews and some picks for Calvin Ridley at two first. And you know what? I'm not saying... I'm Trent Baalke, or Doug Peterson. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I acquired Calvin Ridley before them. That's all I'm saying, okay? So that was their big move, Tommy. They acquired Calvin Ridley. They added a potential elite wide receiver to Trevor Lawrence. That seems to be a trend now. You get the quarterback. They play bad. You fix them. They, They play pretty decently. And then you give them a wide receiver one and they become elite. I think that's kind of the formula we're following. And the NFL is a copycat league and we've seen it work with other guys. So that's what we're doing now. So Calvin Ridley, who I think still has a lot in the tank. I think he can still be really good. Um, Drafted tank's Bigsby. I think him and Travis Etienne will be a nice duo. You still have Christian Kirk. You still have Zay Jones. Gave Evan Ingram a bag which I think was a mistake because Doug Peterson has shown us he can make it work with any tight end. But, you know, Evan Ingram is an elite athlete at the position. So, whatever. I'm happy I would for say, yeah. he's finally doing Yeah. He's finally doing something with his career. So, congratulations. But a lot of weapons for Mr. Ronnie Bass for Sunshine for the Prince who was promised for the greatest quarterback prospect Evanom playing. Just for, you know, really good quarterback Trevor Lawrence. They added Anton Harrison, who's a a good starting tackle, good young starting tackle. But it came at a cost because they lost Jawan Taylor, who I think is a huge loss for this team, and they kind of had to replace him. And I I think that's why they had to draft Anton Harrison in the first. I didn't love where they picked him, but they didn't. Their draft was just meh. And the Calvin Ridley trade—you know—we haven't seen the fruits of the labor. It's—it's not like he's proven right. He's—he's been away from football for a little bit. The last time he was on the field, he was good. But he's still got to shake off some of the rust. So for everything they did, I gave him a B-. minus. But it's yeah. not because I don't like I love Jacksonville. I think they're going to be amazing. It's just I don't I think it's just kind of a shaky offseason at best.
0: Yeah. I mean, I looked at this offseason. I felt like, okay, you guys made it to the divisional round. Almost upset the Chiefs. Ooh, you got Calvin Ridley midseason. I'm not going to put that rate in the offseason. Uh, that's not going in my offseason grade. But you spent a lot of money last year on free agents. A lot. They brought in Zay Jones and Christian Kirk last offseason. Uh, they do get rid of Shaquille Griffin, who they also brought in previously. But they didn't really have the cap space to make the impact, I think, that they probably should have made in the off season if they do want to take that next step i'm not saying that they're going to be bad this year i think they're probably going to make it back to a divisional round but if they wanted to have a better shot at making a long run they could have made a more of an impact in signings.
1: i'm, I'm glad you i'm glad you brought that up is i thought this would be the off season where they separate themselves from the division right yeah. where we're going to see like okay it's going to be it runs through jackson Dougie yeah. and yeah and we'll we'll you know hear my thoughts when we get to the titans but i absolutely agree with you i think they spent a lot of money last offseason on pieces that haven't at least defensively offensively zay jones christian kirk you couldn't have asked for better seasons out of them than what you got defensively the money they spent i don't think has shown dividends yet yeah and i think that's kind of been a waste so far um so I do agree. I think they could have used some of that cap space to make a better impact this offseason, especially after seeing the 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 path that Trevor Lawrence could get to. Now, I'm not going to name him the next one, right? I call him the Prince of His Promise because of Nick Wright, and I call him all these nicknames. And I do love him, and I do think he's, he's really talented. But it takes a lot to be a top-five guy in the league. And you're playing in the AFC. You know, it's tough. But you can see where he could potentially go. But I'm yeah. glad you brought up the, the money and what they did last offseason, how it's kind of affecting them now. And,
0: you know, I, I gave him a B-. And I still think they're on a good path. I think they're going to have an amazing year again, too. Trevor Lawrence, I think adding Calvin Ridley, I think it's going to be amazing. I think that connection's going to be great. Calvin Ridley has had a year and a half off of football. We'll see if he can knock yeah. the rust off pretty fast. Um the offensive line I feel like too, they might have a little bit more of an issues. You know, they lost Juan Taylor. came Robinson, and he's got the PED suspension. So it might bring a little bit more pressure on Trevor Lawrence to get the ball out a little bit faster. You might take a couple more sacks. They might get to him a little bit more on the defensive side. But I'm not too that worried about this team. But like he said, they didn't make that step to where this is their division. Because in the previous series, this will lead to our next team, Tennessee Titans. For a while, this was their division. They had it locked up. Mike Vrabel was doing his thing. He revived Ryan Tannehill's career. He yes. Gone from Miami. Saved he, him.
1: Yes. Yeah. Saved he, him.
0: He would be out of the league if it wasn't for this Tennessee coaching staff. You know, last year, they had a really rocky offseason. They lose their star wide receiver, A.J. Brown. They lost some things on the defensive side, and they ended up finishing was it eight and nine, yeah, so that was the first time in a while that they had a losing season um but they made a signing late, which I think is probably their headline signing after weeks of we just didn't know where he was gonna go. DeAndre Hopkins signs with the Tennessee Titans. It's going to be paired up with Traylon Burks. That was the big signing. But Jordan, overall, what did you think of the Tennessee offseason?
1: Well, uh, Ron Carthon came in from uh, San Francisco, came in, and he was charged with overhauling this roster with Mike Vrabel and their vision. And I thought it would be stripping it of talent. You know, there was a rumor that Derrick Henry was getting traded. Um, I thought they'd come in and kind of reshape it take a year or two to maybe, you know, have some four-win seasons, three-win seasons, five-win seasons, to come back with a much better product. Uh, they didn't. They're going to go for it. And honestly, I still think Jackson will win this division. Just because I, I like Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson, I think the talent at the quarterback position will be too much for Tennessee to overcome. But I will, I will not be shocked if Tennessee wins this division. Um, this is a Tennessee team. They spent a ton of money on the offensive line. Uh Andre Dillard, he, you know, they they he was good in Philly. He was kind of underwhelming, but I think he was talented. Peter Skaronski from the draft, one of the better prospects. Um they added some talent on the offensive line, which they needed desperately, and they need those guys to stay healthy. That's been their big issue the last couple of years is no one can stay healthy on this team. Uh, defensively added Aziz Alshier, who should help their linebacker room. They're going to get Harold Landry back. He was a big missing presence from their pass rush last year. They'll get him back. Secondary is actually kind of – they're finally starting to fix that a little bit. Roger McCreary coming in. They have some decent additions on the back end there. Um, Ryan Tannehill, the steadying presence at quarterback. And now you have two in- intriguing options behind him. They got Will Levis and also Malik Willis. One of them you know, could turn out to be something. And then DeAndre Hopkins, like you said. So they have a one. I think DeAndre Hopkins is still, you know, he's yeah. still a really good wide receiver. Traylon Burst, who has an injury, but he should, you know, he's talented. He should be healthy. Chig, who is an interesting tight end. It was a very steadying offseason for a team that was very rocky. And for that, I'm going to give them a B plus because I think they've put themselves in a position where I didn't think they would get to. I think they're a contender for this division. I won't be shocked if they make the playoffs. I won't be shocked if they upset somebody in the playoffs. It's a professional team, and they had a very professional, mature offseason in terms of writing the ship, getting them back onto the winning path.
0: I I was in the same ballpark. I ended up giving them a B. Uh, I looked back at this offseason, and I was like, man, this is a Mike Vrabel team. I mean, it just fits his coaching style so much on both sides of the ball. They're going to do really well, I think. You know... Will Levis to Tennessee? It makes sense. He's going to learn from Tannehill, probably. I don't know if he'll. I think he's going to be ahead of Malik Willis, just because I don't think there's a lot there with Malik Willis. He's a great athlete, but when it comes to the NFL, I don't think he is a good option at quarterback. He's great in college, but I just don't, I don't think he can make that next step. Will Levis? I think he he's a project. I feel like You probably you're going to have to work with him, but I think he's got a he's got a good arm. He's I don't think he takes over this well, year. That's
1: yeah, the, t- the best way to describe him is he's kind of like Ryan Tannehill.
0: Yeah, I was going like to say they're him very, and Ryan similar.
1: Tannehill are very similar. So you know it makes sense where it's worked with Tannehill in this offense. They're hoping maybe it can work with Levis. And
0: you know the defense they did what they needed to do, and then the Hopkins signing I think that's huge. You know you get your clear number one. I believe it was two years, thirty thirty something million. That's yeah. a solid deal for him. I don't think he's going to slow down in those two, two years. I mean, he was on pace for an amazing season when he came back from that suspension. I, I think he finished, uh, was it 700 yards around there? And Yeah. It was like 10 games or something. I mean, it was crazy. He's going to add value to the offense. You add the offensive line help for Derrick Henry. The only issue with this team right now is, is depth issues, and that's just because of poor drafting the past couple of years. But, like you said, they they still have a really good chance to win the division and get a playoff win. So I think it was a good offseason for them overall. We'll go to... I'll let you pick. Do you want to talk about the Colts, who have been a lot of trade talks recently?
1: Or do you want to... Well, let's, let's, let's talk about the Colts, because okay. they... You know, uh, let's get the elephant out of the way. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor, we don't know if he's going to play for the Colts. We don't know if he's hurt. We don't know if he's, if what? Right now, him and his team are looking for a trade. Um,
0: Miami was one of the places Colts rejected it, I believe, today or yesterday.
1: Doubt Doubtful it happens, um, but he could potentially be traded. And that's really all that is. that if he doesn't get traded, he's going to have to play for the Colts because he's not, you know, it's impossible for running backs to hold out. But we don't know if he's healthy or not because he's on the pup, and they have until Tuesday because Tuesday comes, he's not traded. He's either got to go off of the pup, and he's just been faking an injury, or he's actually injured, and he's going to miss the first four games of the season. So that's where that's at. The rest of this team, first off, they had a great coaching staff change. Shane Steichen. Worked with Justin Herbert when he was O.C. in, in uh, Los Angeles. Worked with Jalen Hurts. That's the big one, you know. We saw what he did with Jalen Hurts in Philly. They let him get his guy. Anthony Richardson, we said it during our draft episode. He has the most potential in this entire draft class. He could be the next superstar quarterback. He could be the next game breaker. Or he can be out of the NFL in four years. It's that wide. Uh I lean more towards he's gonna be in the upper end of quarterbacks because of his athleticism. And I've seen what he's done in the preseason And Tommy. People are gonna nag on the completion percentage and all that. But what's gonna what makes what helps him, he doesn't take sacks. He's hard to bring down. He actually has a good feel for the pocket, and I'm just regurgitating when I said pre draft. But he's willing to step up in the pocket. He goes through reads. He's not looking to run, even though he's faster than probably everyone on the field when he steps on it. It's just going to be getting reps. And they've already announced he's the starter. So that's good for him in reps, and we'll see how he progresses. So that's the big thing for them this this season and this offseason was rebuilding around a, a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback and that pairing. But I think they had a really good draft and I thought it was clear. What have the Colts been missing the last couple years at the quarterback position is athleticism, first off, and just continuity. Now, I think for the next three years, you know Anthony Richardson's going to start. Um, The rest of the team, you needed athletes. It was old. It was broke down. The, the remnants of Andrew Luck and what that team was at when he retired was gone. It did not look like the same team. Offensive line was hurt. Bad. Weapons were bad. Defense was broke down. Every pick in their draft was a talented athlete. They're not super polished. Blake Freeland's not a super polished right tackle, but he's an athlete. He's a 1th one, percentile athlete at his position. 99th percentile. My bad. You know, so... And that's what they, they targeted. This team got such a good injection of athleticism and and young talent that I have no choice but to give them an A-. Um, I don't think they're going to be very good. But they came in with a plan, and I think they executed. They added athleticism, youth, speed. Now it's just about refining all these guys, polishing them up, making them startable impact starters. And Anthony Richardson taking the next steps in the next couple of years and Shane Steichen continuing to build offense that, you know, they can they can win with.
0: Yeah, I mean the big thing with this offseason is they got their guy at quarterback for God, four years now. It seems like it's been a bridge quarterback for the Colts where you just don't know who it's gonna be. Oh, okay, let's get uh Phil Rivers on his last leg, who was very solid for him. I'm not gonna take anything away from that. Then you go out and get Carson Wentz. It's Carson Wentz, so it didn't end up too good. Last year, um, Matt Ryan, also on his last leg, didn't look good for he aged. Like you said, the offensive line aged. And now, like you said, they got athletes, which is going to pair well with Anthony Richardson. They can all develop together. It's going to build good team chemistry. Uh, they also got Josh Downs, who I think is a really good pickup for him in the wide receiver room. They also have Pittman and uh, Alec Pierce, who I think are solid options for Anthony Richardson. Jonathan Taylor, the big question mark. Uh, it's just, it's a very tough situation going on there in Indy and to evaluate it. So uh, it's kind of hard to speak on, in my opinion. But, uh on the defensive side, I feel like it's very patchwork kind of off season for him because I feel like there's still some solid pieces on that defense, and they don't need much. So I think they didn't have to do too much.
1: I think, yeah, it was a, it was a big let's get athletes, yeah, for the depth and build them up, and I think that's what they did. Their secondary's still rough, yeah, um, for sure. But like you, I mean, they have DeForest Buckner. They've got you know a decent linebacker core of Shaq Leonard. Hopefully, he can stay healthy. So yeah, and they added Samson uh, Evacom from San Francisco. He's a good, talented edge rusher. So it was patchwork, but again, I think in their draft they targeted athletes on the defense and offense, but mainly defensively. And I think that'll pay dividends in the next couple years when those guys start to start to get some reps. It's what they needed, right? Yeah. This team was just so broke down, and it was just it lost that vigor from the early pre and or post Andrew Luck time.
0: Yeah, and overall in the offseason, I just gave them a B just because they did what they needed to do, and they they, they went above expectations, I feel like, but they didn't blow me away with uh, some of the moves that they make, so that's why I just didn't give them the I A. But I think it was yeah. a, it was a great offseason.
1: I gave them an A-, minus mainly because they took a swing at quarterback. Yeah. And I think that says a lot about where they are as an organization, especially with Shane Steichen at, at head coach. Where they've been in the past, because for the past four years, like you said, they just try to get a vet in there, yeah. Just try to win with the defense, and that just hasn't worked. So they finally are taking a swing to get a true difference maker post Andrew Luck, and I think that's that's big for the organization and the fan base.
0: Yeah, and you know what, Anthony Richardson, he could be very. He probably will be very exciting. It's going to draw a lot of interest in the fan base, like you said. I'm rooting for him. He's got a cannon. He's going to be able to make plays. I really don't care about the completions percentage right now because, like you said, it's a learning year. Let him get in the reps. It is what it is. He's all, he's already doing the fly-eagles-fly against the Eagles. I thought that was great last <laughs> night. So, good for him. Last team of the whole NFL for us, the Houston Texans. I'll let you take it away just because defensive coordinator from the 49ers, D'Amico Ryans, makes his way over to Houston. Jordan, how'd they do?
1: Um I'm going to go ahead and say it. I want to make this quick. I know you got to leave here soon. It would have been an A. It would, would it would have been an A. It would have been an A. I would have given this off-offseason an A. I love the D'Amico Ryan tire. I know to offensively you want to get an offensive guy in there, but there's certain guys that are leaders of men that have great special leadership qualities and D'Amico Ryan is one of them. I think he's a very Mike Vrabel-esque coach. His guys play insanely hard for him, and he's a great defensive mind. We just saw it in San Francisco. I'm sure the guys he brings in will also want to coach for him, and they'll strive to be better, and this team will get better. And we we said it when they hired him, right? All their talent that they did have was defensive-sided talent, so you might as well get in a guy that can you know elevate that. Than you know the offensive talent that we had which was pretty much amounted to Damian Pierce and Nico Collins would have been an A but then they made the fatal mistake they traded their own first round pick next year in the trade with the Cardinals to move up to uh take Will Anderson for some reason I don't they had Cleveland's pick as well they could have traded them Cleveland's maybe they didn't want it But trading their own pick is very hubris or is just, you know, takes a lot of hubris to do that. To not think that your roster is maybe potentially really bad because this offense has C.J. Stroud at quarterback now, young rookie quarterback, Damian Pierce at running back. And that's pretty much it. Offensive line is meh. Should be better. They got Shaq Mason, Lurmy Tunsil, uh, drafted Juice Scruggs. They have invested in their offensive line. It should be much better. Still not probably going to be an elite unit. I'm, you know, open to seeing them prove me wrong. But right now on paper, I don't think it's an elite unit. And then wide receiver-wise, Nico Collins, is he a one? Probably not. Tank Dell, electric playmaker, very exciting player. 165 pounds you know what he's a slot guy probably at the end of the day John Mechie not that great of an athlete haven't seen him on an NFL field wasn't amazing coming out of college just kind of a solid college wide receiver so probably not a difference maker at the NFL level so there's not a lot there offensively now defensively Will Anderson amazing Uh, Jimmy Ward to come in and teach the system that D'Amico Ryans runs for that secondary and to be a leader for that defense is big. I think their defense will probably be middle of the road. Um, sneaky top 10 if Will Anderson is immediate, like, superstar defender. But I think, I think offensively it's going to be a rough year for Houston. So that's why I'm giving them a B instead of an A, just because they traded their pick uh, when their offense could stink. And I like C.J. Stroud. I was really high on C.J. Stroud, a great ball placement. I think he's going to be a really good pro quarterback. Just don't think he's going to do it year one.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember draft night, them trading back into the first round uh, to get Will Anderson. It... It was kind of puzzling to me. Maybe they felt like, hey, let's go get our cornerstone guy in the offensive end and the defensive end in the same draft so that way they're both on the same track. Um. The, the moves that they made for Stroud on the offensive end, they didn't really bring in any weapons besides Dalton Schultz, I felt like, which Dalton Schultz is a really good tight end, I think. But that's when you have CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper and... Who else was there in Dallas? All these other targets that the defense has had to worry about. And now when he's probably the top target, I don't think he's going to be as good. Nico Collins, great receiver, like you said. But they didn't go out and get a solid one or a solid security blanket for C.J. Stroud. I think the offense is going to struggle. I think the defense, like you said, could be sneaky good. But offensively, I think it's going to be rough. You're going to see some games where it's going to look really bad for CJ Stroud, but I think what's good with the D'Amico Ryan's hire and the moves that they made and the contract he got, there's patience. There's room
1: for improvement. Oh, ab- absolutely. Yeah. This they're is not a, rushing this is not it. a come, yeah. this is not a come in and we need to see six wins. Which But I'm that's glad another that thing, Tommy. That. I like you said they they drafted and I wasn't shocked that they moved back up cuz I thought they wanted Will Anderson all along, honestly. Um, But to trade your own yeah. pick, which is, is again, I'm not going to deny that this team might be good. I'm not going to bet against D'Amico Ryan's coaching them up and getting you know more wins than people think possible. Especially because I think this defense is very underrated. Like I said, I think they could be sneaky good if Will Anderson is a true day one superstar with Jimmy Ward and some of the other additions they made. I like D'Amico Ryan's coaching that defense up. I saw him do it in San Fran. My issue is your offense might stink. Michael yeah. Ryan's isn't going to touch the offense. He's a defensive guy, you know, and he's got a he's got a rookie OC there with him as well. So, just tough to sell me on on moving your own first, even for a guy as good as Will Anderson, just because you could be staring a top three pick in the face this year, even if your defense is solid and you don't have that pick.
0: And I, I look at the Cleveland pick too that they keep there's a chance that's going to be a pretty low pick in the draft. Just because, you know, they have the talent, they can make a playoff run too out there in Cleveland, so you never know. Um, overall, I give him a B just off the D'Amico Ryan's hire. I think he was the best candidate out there. Was easily the best defensive coordinator in football, in my opinion. He coached him up, like he said. He used to be a great coach in the NFL. So that alone, I gave him the B. The moves outside of it, Could have been better. I don't think it could have got worse. I think it is what it is with some of the hires. So I think there's nothing to worry about with that. Overall, B, they're in the right direction. I think that's the only thing that matters.
1: For sure. They're in the right direction, and there's, there's patience to build that program up again.
0: Yeah. And just like that, Jordan, 32 teams, 32 grades. Our grade books are closed. That's it. We got That's it. we're done. We are we're done. We got one more episode, probably until the start of the season. division winners award predictions we're almost there, Jordan. It's like we're on a track you know four four laps is a mile. We just finished lap three. We're on the last leg. We're almost there to the opening night. I'm excited it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing i it, Life is better when football's back.
1: It really is. Absolutely. We are we're right there next episode, hopefully next Friday. Like you said, division winners, award winners. We'll get that done. And then back to the regular. Yes. Scheduled programming. Back to the picks, back to reviewing all the games that happen, um talking about interesting things in the news, rumors that come out. I'm glad to be back into the routine. I don't like the offseason. You know, we got to come it's up hard. with ideas. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like coming up with ideas. You only do so many tier lists. I
0: mean, there's not yeah. much you can do. Yeah. I, I mean, I I like what we did for the draft. You know, we did the draft comps and everything, uh, mock drafts. That's always fun. But I But There's nothing better than giving predictions and then watching them, none of them hit. So it's I. it's yeah. just amazing. But, um. Anything else you want to add before we sign off here? No, sir. That is going to do it for us today, then. One more episode till we're back to the regular season. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Armchair GMs. We hope you guys enjoyed.
1: Peace.